A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to another episode of Insane in the Membrane. Insane in the Membrane. But before we get into it, over on my other podcast, Insane in the Fembrane, I'm talking to Soho Radio host uh, Kelly Ford. Uh, it was a great chat. We really, we really covered a lot of ground. I think you're going to enjoy this one. So search it up on your podcast app, Insane in the Fembrane. You won't regret it. Also... I'm going to give a shout out to the five star reviewers that have been on, been on the on the on the Apple Podcast. There, thank you guys. Uh, it's loads, so many. I didn't realise. Um, I'm so shit at looking. I'm rubbish. It's me. I'm crap at admin. Um, brilliant. And if anyone, I have seen someone's left us a one star review. And whoever that was, you're probably not listening to this. You're probably long gone. But uh, eh, fuck yourselves. Um, but you guys, the five star reviewers. Uh, so we got. Uh, Mooch your mama thank you very much Mooch we've got Mr Madrigal uh, Mr Madrigal thank you very much mate and we've got Hell's Marsh Hell's Marsh thank you for that really lovely uh, wonderful uh, we've got Pandora 718 thank you for the, thank you for that Lucy from England again thank you very much for your five star review and Karma Podcast thank you honestly there's loads. I'm going to be reading out a few of these every week um, just to catch up. I didn't realise. I'm so shit. Thank you. I really... This is so nice. Especially the way things are at the minute. You just need this... I need this. This little bit of a boost. Thank you very much. Okay. So let's get on with the episode. This week, I was joined by the brilliant poet, Patrick Jones. Um, hails from, from Wales. I, I, I'm going to say this. He's such a, he, he's such a sweet man. Every guest, and I say this all the time, and I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Every guest is brilliant, and every t- every week I'm like, oh, is it going to be a duff one? Is it going to be a duff one? And there never is. I've been very lucky. Patrick Jones is a is a diamond. What a lovely, lovely man. And you'll hear in a moment what I'm talking about. Such a beautiful man. Um, there'll be some crackles and things like that because obviously we're doing this remotely. So sometimes our connections aren't great. And so, you know, so just bear with us because it's well worth listening. Ignore the crackles because what you're, what happens in between is so beautiful. Um, and there'll be, uh, there'll, be, uh, uh, there'll be a link to Patrick's website in the, in, the, in the release notes, in the podcast notes. You'll be able to click on his stuff. And please listen to the end because Patrick gave us a, a, wonderful, a wonderful poem at the end. He's such a beautiful man. And yeah, and Patrick is the, the elder brother of Nicky Wire from uh, Manic Street Preachers, um, which we, we talked on a bit much later on in the episode because I didn't really want it to be about that. 
Yeah, I wanted it to be about Patrick because Patrick's work um, is also it, he's, he's beautiful and stands alone, you know, and, and, it, and that's why I wanted him to come on. So thank you, Patrick. And I think you'll get a lot out of this. He's a very beautiful man. As I say, listen to the end because it's, it's really nice. So without further ado, Patrick Jones. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I, I tell you what, I, what really made me smile. Um, you've spent a lot of time in Blackwood, and I've got a, I've got a soft spot for Blackwood. Why is that? Well, when I started in comedy, is where I did some of my first gigs at the Miners Institute. Did you? Yeah, right. okay. and go down so, well. Yeah, actually, it went really well. Um, and um, what was the other one? Uh, Blend Gaddle. Is it? Blen, oh yes. Gaddle? The, the, yeah. That's even further into the like the wilds, just the end of the valley. Isn't yes, it, say, up there. It was. Yeah. yeah, it was actually. Yeah, the, you could. <laughs> when I looked out of the the the, the uh, B and B bedroom, you could see the end of the road. <laughs> it stopped. Yeah, yeah, it just stopped. <laughs> so, so, so did, did you have a tour of South Wales? We what? went to yes, my first. We went to where did we go? Blengaru. <laughs> Um, Black, 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 yeah, Blackwood as well. Blackwood, I've yeah. been to a couple of times. I had All an right. interesting experience in Blackwood. There was, <laughs> there was a, there's a, I don't know if it's still there. I can't remember what it was called, this pub, the, not the propeller. Something Ooh. like that. Something, something again with P. And it was a pub in the daytime and then it became a club in the night or kind of a nightclub y thing. And when we got Porters? in, we, uh, yeah, what was it? Sorry, what was that? Porters? Yes, I think it's Porters. Right, okay, yeah. Yes, yeah. propeller. I don't know what that is. Propeller, yeah. Look. <laughs> Just go it's for all better. the... <laughs> <laughs> but there was... I remember we were talking to the to the landlord and as I'm talking to him, I looked on the back on the back shelves and there were where crisps and peanuts and things should be, <laughs> yeah. pregnancy test kits. Oh, <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. And it, I went, I think I like this place. Um, yeah. <laughs> be prepared in yeah. Blackwood, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you've interested. It was a great. But you spent a lot of time there. Well, that, that's where I grew up. Yes, obviously, I, I live about five miles 
Um, I, I have travelled in between. I haven't just oh, yeah. gone <laughs> five times. But, but, but that's where I grew up, Blackwood, you know, in the valleys in the 70s. Yeah, happy happy times, really. Uh, I had to laugh as well. Sorry to um, stalk you, but I, I enjoyed one of your stand-ups when you were talking about, you know... I, I, I'm a bit older than you, so I go back even further. But but I, you know, that idea of when you were young, our parents. You're right. You know, today I got three sons, and I'm always saying, "Oh, well done." You know, sign up for this. Oh, I've 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 I'll send you this link. But in in, in my day, it was like, yeah, go off, yeah. go off and play all day, play cricket. <laughs> Just out, wasn't it? Out. Just out. Yes. And it, so yeah. yeah. Yeah, but that so, so you yeah you're you're about more, yeah a, bit, a little bit. I'm older, fifty-five, not much. so I, I fucking ancient. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what so, I yeah. but what I love what I what I uh-huh. I really love I love Wales and I love I used to love the fact that there's an there even like with the the, the the male voice choirs, you've got these burly lads that would be down the mines all day dealing with whatever they're dealing with, and then they'd come up and do these, and there, there was an elegance to it. Yes, and I love yeah. that. Yeah. And it seems and a to be dignity. Like, yeah. Yes. A, a, a deep dignity to what they were doing. Yeah. Yes. I agree. Yeah. Um, obviously, all cancelled at the moment and all, um, well, maybe virtually, because maybe they're doing it virtually. But uh, it, yeah, it's a great tradition of, of, of singing, you know, coming, you know, the Blackwood Miners Institute where you played, obviously, 100 years ago, the, the miners built that, paying a penny a week type of thing, you know. Oh, it's, really? It's, it's just a, yeah, you know those days. There was something beautiful about them um, compared to today, where we're all chasing our, our, you know, I don't know, our next um, yeah. fix <laughs> type of thing. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, that's interesting. And and had you been have you been up to North Wales and West Wales, or, or is it just just Blackwood and Blangaru? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was it. <laughs> well, I've been I've been to I've been um, so I've been to Bangor and I've been to Slindudno. Uh, uh, so yeah. I did know, and I've been. So I've been around. My favorite, actually, my favorite drive is to go. I think it's the A5 that goes down past uh, yeah. down there, down that uh, down that coastline. Oh yes, it's stunning. It and you go through the ta- the big tunnel, and then you yes. come out. Yes, yeah, it's a beautiful coast coast up there. Yeah, North Wales. Yeah, it, it, you know, it's different to the. The South Wales coast is just very rugged. It's like Cornwall, that sort of ruggedness and barrenness and uh, <laughs> broken beauty. So, yeah, yeah. Um, yes, but uh, that's interesting. We, 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 I also liked the bit you said about your accent, where you said your accent <laughs> is like where everyone on a stag night sounds oh, yeah. like. But um, so, where did you grow up? I grew up in um, sort of Kent, South East London, that area. Okay. Which is why I've got this exotic accent, and this is why. <laughs> but people, and I don't. I, I was. I was. I was looking into you, and I imagine yeah. you might have had a similar thing. People that, that are seen as sort of work, you know, people that are working class. Mm. I don't remember. People never ask me about books and what I've read, even yeah. though I read all the time. And I, you know, and, yeah. And you must have. It must have been a similar thing for you, like you know, getting into poetry. Yeah, and things totally. Like that. It's like di- yeah. dialect discrimination almost. Yeah, you're right. It's very uh, yeah, um, yeah. Coming from the valleys, even though we you know we got a great history of um, poets and um, you know artists. I, I you know I was thinking about this the other day, and, and um, 
it, it was a sense that, you know, people looked down on me because I was writing poetry. They thought I was, you know, effeminate. They mm. thought I was dodging work when I discovered <laughs> writing. And obviously I got a younger brother, you probably uh, yes. come across him. And, you know, same with, with him when he started writing the songs. People were sort of, although music was a little bit more tolerated because it's like, oh, it's a bit cooler, you know? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. But even so, you know, the way they used to dress, they were quite sort of, uh, you know... Um, you know, frowned upon in a way as well from that working class, as if it wasn't for us, as if we, we were meant to go into the pot noodle factory, as if we, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, that yeah, sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, and it's, um, hopefully that's changed a bit now when you look around at, at, at the poets, perhaps, and writers who are making it, maybe, I, I don't know, or comedians, do, do you think there's more, I think so. you know, um, it's more inclusive? I think so. Things are definitely changing. It's more acceptable. Mm. But, yeah, I mean, you you made great strides yeah. to make those changes. I saw, you know, you started the the literacy group at the. At the oh, at you've the been on Wikipedia. Yeah, <laughs> yes, I've had a yes. proper look into you, and um, and yeah. I and like you say, because like I say, I've been there, so I'm aware of the environment that that you would have grown yeah. up in, and it would have been like you say, you and your brother go mm. doing things that weren't necessarily. I I know I grew up in a small town on the edge of London, and even then. You you didn't you did your yeah. best not to stand out too much because you would have got your head kicked in, <laughs> and true. so I kept all yeah. anything I did sort of new. If I was like going to see bands, I I wouldn't tell anybody. I'd slide off and do it. I'd go into London and I wouldn't really yeah. tell I'd tell anybody. And I didn't tell anyone about books that I'd read. And yeah, I kept it because I didn't want to. It was, it was I would have been beaten up because of the. Yeah. I think it's a fear thing, isn't it? Rather than you know they they're scared yeah. of it. Yeah. So do you think it's, it's more of a, a male trait? Do you think if we were females growing up, we would have had a different acceptance? Or, or do you think there's that peer pressure for males, perhaps not to show that think, side of us as I well? Think, yeah. perhaps? I think there's a, there well was class. A, I yeah. think there was a lot of that growing up. Yeah. And I think it would have yeah. been the same for women in certain certain respects as well. Yeah. I can't speak for yes. women, but I, actually, yeah, I, I think, yeah, I think anybody that did anything that was against the, you know, because it was always about yeah. get a job. Then you're going to meet someone, you know. You're going to meet yeah. a woman. Don't you be messing around. Yeah. And then you're going to get, you're going to have it. kids, and then you're going to die, and that's your life. And anyone who did anything against that, yeah, was seen as weird. I agree. Yeah. You, you know, I remember poetry in school, and I had this vision that it was just for like public public school people who've been to public school go to Eton, Oxford, Cambridge. Yeah. As if you were supposed to wear. A, a cape when you read poetry, you know. <laughs> yeah. Sit under the really stairs not. with candlelight, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, 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 and it was music in a way. You know, I wasn't some child protégé reading voraciously all the time. You know, I, I did love my music, the tail end of post-punk, and then it was, you know, um, heavy rock, <laughs> you know, yeah. the, the old metal scene. Just And it, it just opened up my horizons, really. To, it guided me into books and writers in a way from The Clash, you know, yes. clash with Allen Ginsberg, etc. So, um, music was the catalyst, and then I found my. I, I wasn't very good at playing the guitar, so, so I found my way with words. Really, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've said that before. I said this on something else that it was yeah. music that taught me mm. about other cultures and out other, and and it told it it taught me about. I I found out about people. You know, people that I found out about people that were gay. I found out about yeah. people. I found out about oppression, and I found out about writers, and I found out about all manner of stuff, all from yeah. all from music. Yeah, and it's it, very accessible. Absolutely, yeah. yes. and it was how because school. I didn't I did do very well at school, but 
I always had the. I learned more from from the albums that I was buying, like you've just said. It's totally yeah yeah. And, and so, were you at the tail end of, of vinyl? Would you buy t- vinyl or were you more cassette or CDs <laughs> by your I time? I was at the tail end of vinyl. Vinyl, yeah. So it would have been. So I came of age in eighty, so late eighties, early nineties. Right, yeah, um, so more CDs and yeah, it was yeah. just getting into CDs. I've only I've gone back to vinyl recently, and I'm what a what a time I'm having. It's wonderful. <laughs> My dad <laughs> has just great. given me his record collection from back oh, when I was right. yeah. So all the records that I grew up with, the yeah. very records that taught me all these things, I now That's have great. in my possession, and it's That's wonderful. Great. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I only ask about vinyl because. You know, it, it used to be quite a holy thing buying a vinyl, opening up, reading the lyrics. You know, I sound, I do sound like some um, <laughs> no, old it's, school. It's but beautiful. It's true, isn't it? Yeah, it was a work of art. It really uh, was, wasn't it? From cover to final song, yeah, <laughs> everything was thought about. You know, and it, it, yeah. you know, when you know, I miss those days. That you know, <laughs> yes. uh, yeah, that the, the hunt. You could hunt for things. And you know, yeah. or, or somebody told you about a book, and you you know they go, oh, but yeah. it's out of print now, and you're like, right, and you just spend hours trying to find it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, uh, yeah. yeah, but you're, but you're, I, but you're I've, like, again, like you said, I've looked at Wikipedia. I've been busy. Um, you've been busy. I mean, you have well, been. What a career yeah. you've had. What a life. Oh, I don't know. Thank you, but I, I, I've been I've been around a while, so hopefully I've got a bit of history of. Uh, I, you know, I suppose I started writing in about, yeah, you know, I, oh, God, <laughs> uh, 84, 85, which right. does sound really, yeah, really black and white days, as my <laughs> kids say. Uh, uh, but, but I, you know, and I never, I didn't go freelance or, you know, self-employed writer till, um, oh, 19, uh, oh, 19, I don't know, what, 19, oh, Christ, sorry, n- Terrible with my dates, you know, that's a bad sign. <laughs> Probably about before, I had my first play in 99, so about 97, I went went self-employed. So since then, I've just been, yeah, yeah. battling away, and, and I go wherever words take me. You know, as I got older, I had this sort of, you know, I think if I'm doing a writing workshop in a nursing home in Blangaru, mm. I have the same type of passion and feeling, I believe, in my heart, that if I'm doing a post reading or if I've, you know, worked with... I, I recently had an album out with James Bradfield, you know, oh, which yeah, is quite yeah, 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 excited yeah. for us poets. So what I'm, my point is, I think, because I, I, I feel I'm quite lucky to do, you know, similar to yourself, perhaps you feel lucky to what we what we are doing. So I, I if I'm if I'm doing that reading workshop with five elderly ladies who, who are nodding off to sleep, I still give it my all. And I, and I really yeah. believe that's the, that, that's the way I, I think you... I, I never want to walk in like, oh, blase, you, you, use a hundred quid paycheck. Just, you know, it's like, no, we, you've got to work hard. So that's my ethos. Oh, you're my, right. My chip on my shoulder, working class. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly okay. what it is, isn't it? It's that chip on the shoulder that pushes us on. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, yeah, absolutely. I'm the, I, I, I see this, everything I do that mm. isn't me driving a van or, you know, doing a, yeah. working in a factory or whatever. I, that, I see this as a privilege. Yeah. And the fact right. that I can have this conversation with you now, I go, I'm, I feel blessed and lucky that I've been able to do this. Um, and it's yeah. I get to meet wonderful people like yourself. And but so you started in yeah. so in, in the early eighties. So it would have been so back then we had Red Wedge and we had a lot of the a lot of people were yeah. protesting things. There were that started to sort of that was happening in the early eighties. Mm. 
and yeah. you I see you were sort of part of that not uh, red wedge uh, but you were part you were doing yeah. stuff I was quite young then so I, yeah. I suppose I was more being inspired by the likes of Billy Bragg Paul Weller doing stuff post the jam yeah uh, and I went to university you know I, I was I was first in my family to go to Swansea University and I remember having a grant. I literally had money every week. It was just, you know, looking now at my son's 20 grand in, in, um, in debt from a university education. I, I, you know, I, when I went to Swansea University and that's when literature and politics, you know, your mind just, you know, it broadens. It's suddenly, mm. You suddenly see there's a big world out there. There's lots of ideas and there's a lot of injustice and things. And so... Yeah. 84, 85, it started. And then I went to America because I <laughs> part of my course was a year in America. I mean, how lucky what? was that? that yeah. <laughs> American studies, is, it's, it's very good for a job um, career. <laughs> Just so off you I, go. Yeah, so I spent a year in America, which was again from a lad in the valleys. When I look back, I think, oh my god, I was just a... that must be mind blowing for it you. It was, yeah, yeah, it was. And and then I came back and I struggled to settle back in in Wales in a way, and and so then I just worked, got some more money, and then went back to America to write this great Welsh American Jack Kerouac type of novel, <laughs> <laughs> which never materialised. But I lived there then for three years and just worked and wrote and uh, I got married. Amazing, <laughs> what? Didn't last too long, but but um, <laughs> where in America but, were you? Yeah, I sp went to university in Tennessee, which was quite redneck in those days. Yeah. It was quite, you know, but it, you know, and then I came back, and when I finished my degree in Swansea, I went back to Chicago, which was again a, 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 that was an amazing experience. And I, I there were a lot of poetry, poetry um, slams and stand up type oh, yeah, of things. Improv comes, yeah, yeah the, the improv yes. groups. Yeah, exactly. That sort of culture, which, which uh, was a great apprenticeship to get up and just... Oh, I think I've lost you there. No, no hello. You all right? Oh, sorry, yeah. yeah. Perhaps it's just my ears ringing my tinnitus. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I think I've got a bit of that sometimes. I've been... I've stood yeah. next to the speakers in gigs far too often. <laughs> That's it's that humming, it just doesn't yeah, go away when yeah, you get older. No. Sorry, sorry, you didn't mean to go... But, but so, yeah, Chicago and then... Then, yeah, I um, then so I said I was married, like I said, but it was slightly, it was for a green card, in, in all honesty, even though we did love each <laughs> other. We, and we lived together, we had two cats, and uh, luckily no children at that time. And then um, I, I had a spine injury on my disc, and I had to have an operation. Luckily, my w wife then had in insurance. Mm. And um, But when I came out and thought I'd be already, had the operation she announced that she'd been having an affair which really, really oh it was like God. You, you could have waited till my back was a bit better because it was a pretty <laughs> <laughs> so i was laid up and and i was I, I really struggled then so i stayed a few months and i thought oh fuck it i i, I it's quite hard now everything's felt very temporary in america then and i mm. i came back so basically i, I came back in 1992 so You're back right. to the valleys with 20 quid in my pocket and a, and two suitcases starting again. So, oh, wow. But that's life, isn't it? You it know? is, yeah. Um, but this is, yeah. How, this is where you get all your stories from, isn't it? This, yeah. Yeah, I know Doug Stanhope, the comedian, said that. You know, there's other. It, there was a story of him and Dane Cook doing a gig and Dane Cook went back to his room to write material and do some stuff. And Doug was like, no, no, go out. You go out into some shitty bar somewhere and you meet all these weird yeah. and wonderful people. Yeah. Exactly. I, I've you know, always enjoyed just observing life and just watching and, like I said, meeting these you know different people who you know we've all got great stories to tell. We've all got yeah. you know, so yeah, that, that's just a brief synopsis of where I. That's how it started, I suppose, and then I came back um, in '92 and just and then I started teaching. It was a great 
luckily a part-time job teaching literacy to adults which was uh, really you know interesting work and, and I felt I was doing something with words mm. you know you had adults who had missed out in school who were dyslexic etc and um it was great. We uh, it was a night class in the old days of a good night class. Have a cup of tea after an after an hour and a good chat. Uh, oh, it was just a, it was that a beautiful great. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a, a good time. So, and then I worked in the library <laughs> because because <laughs> then I had got um, uh, involved with the uh, uh, um, the mother of my two of my children and. Um, um, uh, she became pregnant with my eldest son, and so I had to get a real job then, obviously, to pay the. We had to get a mortgage, and um, and I worked in the library, which was. Uh, it sounds romantic, but it was, it was pretty. It was like being a labourer, really, on a building site. You know, people just telling you, just put those books back. But, but, but I want to oh, yeah. write. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I was a bit naive, perhaps. And then I, eh, but anyway, and then yeah, I just kept on writing, and and then I wrote a play and just sent it off. Um, and um, that's that's when it really started because you, you you can't survive off poetry unless you're dead, really. What a great line! What a great line! Yeah. Um, so yeah, but but I just love love words, you know. Probably like yourself, you like you're not just a comedian. You obviously do this sort of work and and talk to people, and it's about the voice, the the connections, the the stories. Yeah. Yeah. So. I just love words and, and, and a play then happened in about 98, 99. And that's then you then I went freelance roughly then. So, yeah, that's how, yeah. how the, it all went. Um, so I can qualify for SUNY. Uh, oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Rishi, Rishi Sunak. Um, yeah. Is forty uh, percent uh, self-employed thing now? Oh well, that's that's uh, yeah. I was it forty percent uh, now? It's gone it? up to forty today. Woo! Yeah, it, it, it went from eighty to twenty. I think they had it all planned basically. Anyway, yeah, so it's like it that. Is. It's like a call out bluff. But um, <laughs> so that's what I. That's where I've been really. And then in between those those twenty years, which again, that's worrying because I think in twenty years time, I'll be seventy-five. That'd be it. I'd be gone. I'd be you know. So. Um, it, 20 years in, in that span, you know, plays, poetry. Um, sp- I, I love working with music and I've done spoken word albums with musicians and um, and a lot of work out there in the community, which to me is, um, yeah, it's just as important and, and soul galvanising mm. as writing a poem, you know, working out there with, with people perhaps who, again, like us, always thought poetry was for someone else, but it's like, no. So yeah. I, I see myself as a bit of like... Um, Spreading the gospel of poetry, really. <laughs> but it needs that. Yes. It needs people yes. like you. It does to well, show you, people. Well, you know, especially like you say in the where we the environment <laughs> we grew up in, and it mm. was seen. You know, like, I was lucky that my dad. There was literature everywhere. We had my dad was a very big reader, and so there were right. books everywhere. So even though I didn't necessarily read them, I knew I know the names of them, and they, they yeah. like, Oblomov and things like that. I was like, what's that? What Ooh. is Oblomov? You know, things like that. You know, so. And it's only till later on I'm like, I remember that. What was that about? And so, yeah. So I was very lucky. Whereas some people don't have that, and so, that, but but they no, but they but true. they have a passion for it. They have a they have a passion for words. Yeah. And things. And sad to say, I, I don't think schools, particularly now, you know, sort of inspire people to be creative. I really, I really don't. I don't no. think you might get a top set in English, etc. But it's not about that. It's about right. It's not studying a poem. It's, it's writing it, being creative, having that imagination, music, art, drama, 
and I, I go into schools a lot and I'm oh, it's quite depressing and I, I know a lot of teachers that they, they're hemmed in by the curriculum and by tick boxes yeah but sometimes you go and you just know that they're just trotting out formula you know it's yeah. almost like a math maths lesson so, so so what did your dad do you know um work-wise well, he was a civil servant um, oh, right. Yeah, right. but he, I think it's the same as you. He kind of, he was, he went to art school, um, and then yeah. he, you know he, he studied art. He's a really good, he's a really good painter, uh, and and really he loved his poetry and all sorts. But then he met my mum, and then my mum became pregnant with me, and so he kind of he went and got a proper job, and uh, he went and worked <laughs> yeah. in a he worked yeah he was customs and excise that went and then went on to be HMRC. Uh, oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> but still kept all that creative and, and yeah. The, the, yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah, so I was very lucky in that respect. Yeah. And my sons, but then my sons yeah. have taken that one as well. My eldest is a dancer, and my All right. and my youngest has just been uh, taken. He's just taken. He's, uh, in, he's just gone on to BIM uh, in oh. Brist, in Bristol. He's a musician then. Yeah, yeah. he's a drummer. So All right. yeah, fantastic. So I'm very. So that's because I, yeah, because of what I was doing. They've kind of gone. Oh yeah, there is another way. You know, there's exactly. some, yeah. and that's and that's it's, what you're doing. You're shining a light on the fact that there is a there is something else out there, and it's and you're yeah. allowed to and you're allowed to explore it. Totally, that's right. And it's that because we always feel it's not for us, or we're not allowed. You're right. Mm. It's, it's it's for us to be passive, passive puppets. Sometimes it feels, yeah. you know. So it's yeah, and it, you know, I my favorite little thing I do in a workshop, particularly in with with elderly groups, I just ask people because they say, "Oh, I can never write a poem," or and I say, "Okay." I said, I said, what is your favorite? If, if you could take one smell to a desert island, what would it be and why? And you're probably thinking now, what's yours? Which is great. You could tell me. <laughs> and um, and what happens then? It's amazing because they'll they'll start saying, oh, it's um, the smell of uh, a, a wood fire, say for example. And then I say, and what does that remind you of? And then suddenly we have this story, and and you can see their eyes think, yeah, I I, I am a poet. I, I've just written something because it's. You know, it's such a simple little trigger, um, and everyone creates poems about their favourite smell, and um, and I've been moved to tears sometimes because, wow. oh, you know. So, so what's your favourite smell? What would you take to a desert <laughs> island? <laughs> Be on I, the spot. Um, do you know what? Uh, I like yeah, yeah, fresh baked bread. Oh, okay. And what, why is that special? I think. Do you know what? It's because where I grew up, my mum mm. used to work in the bread factory. Uh, oh, Tip Top yeah. Bakery, which is down, which is down near where we lived, and so when we'd go and play down by the river, yeah. you could smell the all bread day. all day. Yeah, just yeah. out. And I think that's why uh, we you, right. you could smell I mean, the bread while we while we were in the river fishing and and chucking things around. And it reminds absolutely. me of that. Yeah. And, and then your mum would be working there. She and mum would be working. Yeah. And she would bring and she'd bring bread and cakes home and yeah. yeah. And so it, it reminds me of that very evocative of. It's his smell. Yeah. You're right. So smell, it is. Apparently, I think it's one of the, our last senses to leave us at, at the end, is you know, really? the smell. So so, and I, so I say that example just because how simple, you know, okay, but that's not going to change the world. And, you know, it's poetry. We hope it can do. But but it, it gives people a voice and suddenly they've written something and they can show that to someone. And, yeah, so, uh, yeah. I, 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 and I really miss that at the moment because you can't, Obviously, have those face-to-face contacts mm. in in nursing homes and prisons and um, uh, care homes, hospitals. Yeah. You know, really miss it. Really miss it. It's um, yeah. yeah. A lot of people. Have, so, yeah, a lot of people have said yeah. that it's the the human connection that we're all missing. That fact that yeah. we can't just yeah. even on a small on a basic level we can't just wander into a shop 
and no. say hello and, and and connect with each other and and you 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 obviously yeah. you obviously care and you obviously you're a, you love people well that not comes all people <laughs> <laughs> no. I, i'm a bit of a recluse but i but yeah I, I, you know it's when you see that spark of someone who's just yeah just perhaps a, um, you, you obviously got the good people and the people who are really, you know, yeah. kind and caring and been through a lot. And then you got the people, perhaps who, you, you, perhaps you you learn to understand why they may be a little bit defensive or a bit angry as well as we get older, you know. Mm. So, like, of course, I and I like unleashing that sort of sense of poetry and um, uh, creation with them if I can. And I'm not saying that you know it's not for everyone, but but. but um, it's, 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 Sorry, so 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 with that sense of people, I am, but I I, I do struggle a bit with people sometimes. Like, really? I don't know about you, but in in this time, I've also become a bit, as we said, a bit apprehensive because you feel people, you know, say you're out for a walk and someone is running towards you, and they'll they'll go on the other side of the road then because mm. of you know the the situation, and it's it's um. I think we're all just a bit nervous as well of, yeah. of saying the wrong thing, doing the wrong thing, touching the wrong item or yeah, <laughs> in yeah. the shop. So um so I wandered off the tangents. No, I, no, no, not I, at all. This I, can go I, I, this can go anywhere yeah. you want it to go. This the whole okay. space is yours, Patrick. And it can go <laughs> wherever you want to go. Okay. It's absolutely but, yeah, so yeah. I, I, I would just be honest that I do struggle a bit people wise because I'm mm. a yeah, I'm not the best speaker really. You know, I can write poetry and but I do I struggle. I was a little bit apprehensive because I thought when Paul said it's you know, usually podcasts, you know, 20 minutes or something or they try and get rid of you in 10. <laughs> yeah, I remember yeah. I did something the other day that they I said, "Oh, how long did you want me?" They said, uh, "5 minutes." And you think, "Fucking hell, I can't really go. say much in 5 minutes." <laughs> but but an hour and a half, I was like, "Oh my god, uh, I'm going to be I people I'm going to bore people. No, <laughs> not at I, all. Not but, at all. But I, I did listen to some of the ones on Spotify, and I did like the style of it. It's quite sort of um, yeah. It, is, it flows. It's so. flow. It's loose, and, it, <laughs> and there's loose. no there's no pressure, and it goes wherever you want it to go. Like I said, and we talk about whatever you want, and and and, it, and if there is something that you don't want to go out, we can edit that. It all okay. get, you have complete control over this. Yeah, I'm fine. And yeah. it's all good. Okay. And it, but you you mentioned. Yeah, so you mentioned uh, being a, a yeah. bit of a recluse, and, and is that mm. just because? Of, did you? I suppose. I suppose that you don't really. That just happens, I guess. Yeah, m maybe. And uh, I, I'm trying to, I'm trying I can. To... I completely understand why as well. With things are the way they are, yeah, you I... kind of. I felt like that kind of. Oh, do I want to Should go have out? Shut it away a bit. Yeah, yeah, a bit, yeah. Bit burnt out from everything as well. Mm. I, I, try, I used to watch the news, you know, three times a day, and it's like, oh, I can't take any more of, no. of it. So I just. But even before this, really, I, I'm, I'm quite a quiet sort of person, and just enjoy um, crafting those worlds with words, really. But it's also yeah. then because I got divorced uh, well, four years ago now. My wife, um, another one, she, <laughs> she, she, another one, another, I'm sorry to hear that. An, another affair. Um, what? But, um, yeah, I know. I must be me. I must be too soft, or I don't know. Maybe what? Just me. there must be a yeah. I don't. Yes. Oh my, I'm oh, mate. So, wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I've had a bit of bad luck, but Shit. but but that's life. You know that that is life, and we've been. It's okay. I'm, I don't mind talking about it. Mm. It's quite cathartic, and it. I, I recently wrote a funny poem about it, which I'm going to tell you about because I, you know, comedy-wise, you might yeah. think I was a bit all heavy, and but I'm not. I, I do love a good laugh, and 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 um, but I haven't been able to write, you know, humorously about it. It was quite dark mm. stuff because we'd been together 15 years, and um, you know, had a child together. who was now 18, and um, a great lad, and um. um 
yeah, the way it ended, it was it was quite a, you know, basically yeah, it was a bit of a serial adulterer, shall I say? So, um, um, but, but, but one funny story, <laughs> which I can I can now sort of laugh about, is that she told me that with this one person that she actually um they they had sex. I can say that obviously okay. it's hard. I always prickle yeah, when I say yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was at it was at a night of um, <laughs> it was at some place of leisure thing or whatever where um there was a um Gary Barlow impersonator tribute act. <laughs> so that may not be funny to some people, but to me um because yeah anyway so I had this vision you know because now I can smile about it with that distance of this Gary Barlow esque person you know spouting off all his songs and then in some dark dingy alleyway is my wife <laughs> and I went up to pick her up that night as well. Oh, Patrick! I know, I know. It's, it's oh. I can smile. So I wrote a poem and I had to Google all of Gary Barlow's fucking songs, which <laughs> is, is quite a depressing thing. And oh. So I carved this poem out of um, Gary Barlow song titles and it felt quite good in a way. But well, I yeah so. <laughs> I don't know if that's comedy, but it felt quite cathartic. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Sorry, no, that, that was quite good sharing that, mate. I can't. You obviously, of course, that hurts to talk about, and yeah, and you're not going to find the humour in that for ages and for a while. But I, wow. I do now. It's it's strange how time bandages those uh, moments somehow. Mm. Yeah, I don't know if you. I think you've mentioned that you had been married and, and got, got divorced. Yes. It, how, how did you cope, um, mind-wise? Um, I I think admitting that it was probably me that fucked it up. All right. Made it feel better. Okay. And it well, only because I didn't... I hadn't dealt with a lot of stuff. And I kind yeah. of... She just... She took the brunt of it. I didn't even know that that's what it was. I just... I just was this... I didn't realise what, what how difficult I had been until afterwards... And I kind of went, right. oh, shit. Because yeah, at the time, it was like, oh, it's her. She's not doing this and she's not doing that and blah, 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 blah. But she was yeah. she was brilliant. She's a wonderful woman. And right. it, and, and I think, yeah, I got my, it, it got me, it, by admitting that it was my fault, that helped yeah. me. And then I could mm. then I could do something about it. And we've spoken since. We sp- I spoke to her last week. Yeah. And, yeah, we, we're still, we're still right. on good terms. It's, it's very good. But... Yeah, but I didn't have to deal with that that you've dealt with. Yeah, jeez, it was quite de-emasculating, I suppose. Mm. There's a sense of, oh, I'm not good enough, or I'm not um, handsome enough, or fit enough, or etc. There was obviously that that comes into it as a woman would feel defeminized when a man um, has an affair, sleeps with someone else. So, yeah, there was a lot of that to deal with, and it took me a time, and then then my mother became ill with um, leukemia, and we were a very close family and then so and my mum then passed away at 12 months after being diagnosed with leukemia oh, wow. um, I, leaving my dad uh, who we looked after my dad because mm. they've been together 63 years you know that generation wow. beautiful yeah. um, but you know the life had gone out of him it was so sad because um, yeah his love had gone of, of life but we, we supported my, my dad as best we could and still mm. had some like, beautiful moments but then he then he he beat bladder cancer. Ironically, it sums up my dad. Really, beat bladder <laughs> cancer. You know, didn't talk about it. Just got on with it. Wow. And then two months after that, then he had a heart attack and died. And I, I found him in bed, and it was oh. oh. So it's it's been a, a tough th- three and a half four years. Mm. Um, but in a way, um, yeah, you just got to keep th- going through it. Yeah. For, your, for your own sanity and for your, your children and to be strong. And, yes. But, but I have grieved as well. I've tried to um. It's no good bottling up, but as as you 
you know talked about by by facing up to things in mm. different ways we both have you know I, I couldn't be in denial about loss of my marriage about loss of my parents etc you just got to face it sometimes head on yes sorry this has got to be heavy no no sorry, no got this, it. Sorry. <laughs> but it's fine you, patrick uh, you talk about mental health a lot with yeah. men i think i think we we do need to talk about these things which i think we are more so you know generally uh, i yeah. think so especially older people like us the older generation <clears throat> that were told yeah Keep it, you know. You don't, you don't really don't keep it in. You, you keep it in, you know. You yeah. got, you got, you're a man. You got to push that shit down. Yes. Um, and I think that's now why a lot of men of our age have problems now. You know, they're 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 angry and resentful, and you know, because they haven't spoken yeah. about these things. And especially, I mean, that I yeah. don't, I can't imagine what that must have been like, like discovering your dad. Yeah, yeah in, it was. That yeah. must have been awful for you. It 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 was. It was. Uh, the only saving grace is that my dad was a very probably similar generation, a bit older perhaps than your dad. You know that very independent, very mm. resourceful. Everything had masking tape on it. He would buy something <laughs> new, you know, and he would, you know, he was very resourceful. So, and he 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 died in his own house. He had no debts, and in a way, I thought perhaps, and his and, and I do get a bit emotional about this, but he kept a diary, and um, his oh. last words he wrote. <clears throat> Uh, was to my mum and he said uh, night my love and it's, that, was, oh. that was his last fucking word so that's a poet isn't it you know isn't so, it beautiful yeah I th I thought if you go to bed and you've written that even though you, your love isn't with you and you don't wake up maybe you know he was 84 so I, I, I'm not trying to like you know um, look on the bright side of life I'm just trying to be realistic and think mm. in a way that's a if if there's a way to go, maybe that he had a heart attack. He didn't know about it. So, um, oh, there we are. Oh. So yes, but um, yeah, it, it was a, 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 a and again a funny sort of story about it, about that day before. Again, I talk about being very practical. I'm not that practical, but I'll have a go. And <laughs> I, had a, I had a leak on the roof, but I had and I had to. It was something to do with the boiler and the flu, which I don't even know what a flu is. But, <laughs> and, and British Gas, I'd been trying to get in touch with them. And they finally came on that, that morning. Um, uh, and I was going to go and meet up my dad, cook him dinner, as I did. So British Gas came. And, you know, I was so fucking happy to be able to go and tell him, Dad, British Gas come. They've sorted out the flu <laughs> and all that. Because he would have loved that. Uh, he would be, you know. And then, but, um, and then I went up and, ah, oh, that moment where the... The curtains were still drawn, which yeah. is you, you would never have done that, you know. So, so, uh, yeah, you you try to look at it in that wholeness. And again, mm. in his diary entry, he had mentioned about British Gas going up the next morning. So, I, you know, it's it's life. It's, <laughs> <laughs> that so there we are. Anyway, fucking hell, this yeah. is hard work. This is quite oh. deep, man. <laughs> it's, it's good. It's, it's good. It's beautiful. And what people will <laughs> listen to this and any, but it. It's just the way that you talk about it. You've got a really nice way of there's a, oh, well, there's a joy in what you're talking about, even though it's a sad subject. <laughs> you've found yeah. the joy in it, and that's and yeah. a lot of yeah. That's the other thing with people when people hear the word poetry, they just go, oh, it's just yeah, it's, yeah, it's just sad and it's this and it's that. But yeah, it's not all sad. A lot of it's beautiful. You're yeah, and you know, and I think we we also you know we turn to poetry at those times, and as you said, it's beautiful that it. it you know, we, we find comfort in poetry, don't yeah. we? And uh, humanity and connection and, yeah. Um, and there's some beautiful poets. There's a lot of poets. I, 
as well, man, which I, I, I really detest and really, you know, they write for other poets. You know that okay, type of poetry yeah, as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so I'm, you know, but, but sorry, I don't want to sound too gloomy about, about poetry, but, but when you find a poem, I find that, you know, it, it, it can say something in, in like two lines that, that, you know, I really believe it can save you or it, it, it will, those two lines will stay with you, you know, mm. for, forever. Which is quite magical, really. Um, whereas a novel, you know, it could take a whole novel to say that same type of, you know, poets really a bit like com- comedy in a way. You know, a great observation or something can really it'll really stay with you forever. Or a great line of comedy, yes. I think. You know, yeah, like yeah, poetry. yeah, exactly. We sort yeah. of cut through, cut yeah. through to the to the juice. We get to the to the nitty gritty of it all, and we go, yeah, that's the yes. that's the bit you want to see. Yeah, all the rest of it's fine, but that 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 at the core. Mm. Yeah, that's it's hard. What, yeah. I, I I couldn't do stand up like you said. I think I you really. I mean, yeah, done poetry, of course, but stand up is it's even. I, I feel you even more naked in a way. Oh, for sure. And <laughs> it's the it, it's the one it's the one art form that mm. that people people can give you an immediate review. And yeah. if you if you fuck up their night because you in their eyes have been <laughs> shit. Yeah. They will let you know. <laughs> they will let you know. Yeah. You fucked up my night. And you're like, <laughs> I, I just had a bad day at the office. I'm really sorry. You know, this normally works. I don't yeah. know what happened. Um, yeah. Yeah, they will They will go at you. And it is, I, I, feel, I feel more comfortable in the time I'm on stage than I do the rest of the time. And I think. Really? Yeah. And it's not even about, it's not about yeah. attention. And it's not about, no. I think it's because I, for no, for the twenty minutes or the hour that I'm on stage, I'm not worrying about anything else. I'm not worrying about the government. I'm not worrying about mm. the virus. I'm not worried about bills. I'm not. I'm just in this bubble of of just other. It just it's just it's just mm. it's not reality. And I think that's why I really enjoy it. And seeing people laughing at things I've said gives me such a buzz. Yeah. I think, yeah, it's. It, I, I suppose yeah. it's similar to like a painter or music, musician, you know, playing a guitar. It's that flow, I suppose. That's your flow, isn't it? As yeah. well, you, you just, yeah, you know, even though it's a risk, as you said, people can look at you and think, "I, this is not, this is not funny." You know, it's <laughs> it's a risk putting yourself out there. But like you said, it's happened as well. Space. It's happened yeah. as well. <laughs> oh God, yeah. When just someone's yeah. just just staring at you and you're like, oh. God. <laughs> Yeah, the rest of the room could be falling around laughing, but this one person is glaring. Yeah, yeah, Ooh, yeah. And that's the one you'll remember. Yeah, oh, forever, forever. Um, yeah, but you're. Have yeah. you done spoken word? Have you done? Yeah, I, I do a lot of poetry. I, I, you know, spoken word. Sometimes it, it's. A lot of I, I I love spoken word, but sometimes it's almost like the style over the content. Um, yeah. Some sometimes that's my own personal view. I came from more trying to. I, I, I suppose I just enjoy performing my own poetry, um, you know, what it is, and just, I, I, I don't have any gimmicks or anything, you know, I, but I try and present it so it connects with people. Obviously, I think that's that's the art of a spoken word, so it, it, it connects, it touches, it moves, you know. Um, um, so, so I have, yeah, and I've done it, I enjoy it with music, which adds another dimension to it, you know, um, which can confuse people because people think this it's not singing, so it's not a song, but it's not just basic poetry as well yeah. but 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 other people really relate to it because it, it again if like music we talked about if i it gives you another way in to poetry if if it's got music yes. speaking yeah it's not new you know patty smith uh, velvet underground i suppose almost sp- yeah, spoken word yeah. really and 60s stuff so um but yeah 
and I, and I do enjoy having a, you know doing other poets read and really feeling that buzz of connection and being challenged. Yes, I, yeah, I, yeah. There's uh, I know I when I've when I know when I've talked talked about poetry to people, and I've re- I've mentioned uh, Roger McGough. Oh yes, and yeah. John yeah. Cooper Clark. And yeah. these, you know, those, that's, that's what I, 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 and people are surprised when, when you tell them about that, they go, oh, no, no, this is poetry here. And they go, what? Oh, wow. Okay. Like, yeah, they all think it's quills and sitting in a field <laughs> with no shoes and on. And Faber and Faber. That's right. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, that's true. I think, I think, it, yeah. John Cooper Clark. I, I remember reading Enemy when I was, you know, 15, 16 and he would always be in it. And I, I didn't quite yeah. understand him then, really, you know. But there he is. He's, you know, he's he's walked that walk. Fair play for him. And um, I think he's inspired a lot of other poets who perhaps wouldn't get up and 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 probably comedians actually because he's very funny as well. Very funny, you know? yes. Very yeah. Acerbic. Yeah. <laughs> um, what? Who, who makes you laugh? <laughs> Sorry to ask you that. Interesting. <laughs> I think um, Dave Allen was. One. Oh, right. Dave Allen for me, because it was always, I think, because everybody, when it was, because it was back then, we only had, you know, you had three channels. Yeah. And then I remember, you know, we were old enough to remember when Channel 4 started, you know, that's. Yeah. And it, you know, I remember, yeah. I remember it, I remember it used to be an event and I could hear mum and dad talking about the, oh, Dave Allen's on tonight. And then <laughs> other mums and dads were, Dave Allen's on tonight. Because it wasn't on all the time. He'd have a special out or something like that. There'd be a special program. Yeah. And yeah, and I was just intrigued. Like, Who's this Dave Allen? Who is this? <laughs> and then I remember watching him and, and just just being drawn in by him. Just he could just the the fact that he sat there and didn't he didn't move. There weren't any gimmicks. He just sat there and told stories. Really, really hit me. Yeah. I thought that was incredible. Just just by words alone. Yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. That's yeah. going way back, isn't it? Yeah. Really, yes. Um, and that yeah. got me going. Anyway, so Dave Allen. Um, yeah, I just, I just, I never thought I'd be a comedian, though. That's the thing. I never planned no. this. I just, I fell into it. I just, be, I loved comedy. I could pull a pint. I ended up working at a comedy club. Yeah. And then 15 years later, I'm, I'm talking to you. And it's, it's mad. When so, I think so, about so, it. so what was that trigger to get you actually up on stage? And was it a... Well, Open mic. It was a friend of mine uh, called Silky, who actually was one of the biggest uh, comedy promoters in in Wales. Funnily enough, all right. So okay. he was the one that he uh, he, right. he and I became mates, and then he booked me for his mm. gigs in Oxford. And then he said, "Well, I've got loads more," and they were all around like Clanethley and uh, right, and, yeah. And and so and a... so I've been I've travelled Wales thanks to him. <laughs> and stuff, yeah, yeah Narbeth. Yeah. All right, yeah, All west out right, to Narbeth yeah. and uh, Aberystwyth, yeah. and and my partner Jade, she's got, her best friend lives in um, Abera. Oh, her dad oh, lives in Abera. Abera is it? Abera. Abera. Is it Abera? Abera. It's up from Aberystwyth. Oh, I can't think of that. Abereron. Abereron, maybe yes. Yes. Yeah, that's maybe. Yeah, right. Right out there and. Beautiful, yeah. just again. So that's why I think yeah. I I connect Wales with my beginnings, right? And okay. so it's I have a lot of love for I have a lot of love for Wales, and at the moment. <laughs> but aren't you at the moment in the? I mean, aren't you yeah. on lockdown at the minute, or is that just certain places? <laughs> no, we well certain places, but 
my county is one of the places but then from friday the whole of wales goes back into into the fire break oh. I, I like i like how we changed it from circuit break to fire break because it's ours <laughs> oh yes <Yeah>. no messing <laughs> i see a lot of there's a friend of mine oh. beth and uh, and she's always talking about uh, welsh independence yeah and yeah i'm a big advocate myself actually. yeah 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 i but 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 yeah People might think, I, I, it's funny because I've never thought myself as a nationalist because I'm quite wary of nationalism. I think mm. it can be quite exclusive and usually means racism and, you know, people who don't, who are not from that country out. But, but it feels within Wales, that it's like an internationalist um, sense of independence, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, a real, well, that's the people I bother with, a real sense of inclusion and um, it's quite a socialistic approach, it feels, this sort of new yearning for independence which um yeah i think yeah. well we i'm so sick of westminster really um I'd, absolutely i, I mean especially especially as i mean you know them voting against feeding uh, yeah. impo uh, impoverished ch children i mean that's yeah I, I can't i can't even i don't I have know. the words to say how I don't even. I'm. I, it's not even. It's beyond. It's not even beyond. It's not even sadness. It's not even despair. It's. It's. Mm. It's, it's. It's. There's no word for it. And, and yet they can fund what's it seven thousand a day for um, some consultant for yeah. this, the track and trace seven thousand a day. You know. And yeah. It's, yeah. It's a no, disgrace. It's, so I don't blame you yeah. for wanting independence. Yeah, I, th I think it's an interesting time really to look at. Yeah. These sort of issues and and what sort of what sort of country society sorry do we want to live in I suppose and because that's another thing about I think it's shown up hasn't it the pandemic is yeah. society you know look you look at America and it's such a messed up fractured society isn't it is it's it's quite frightening watching America actually implode um, in many oh God, ways yeah. Um, yeah you know like the infrastructure and it just seems those those countries have got a real sense of socialistic you know sense of supporting each other culture have seemed to held together better than the laissez-faire government you know the cap ultra capitalist type of um uh, you know societies around the world i think so it's it's an interesting debate isn't it and yeah what, how do we want to live i suppose we're saying you know how do we want to connect and w what is the way to live well, <laughs> so, yeah yeah you'd think by now i mean these are these these people are elected officials by us they're supposed to represent us and yeah. yet they're just taking from us yeah, and they don't give it. a fuck about us. And it really, yeah. I can see why, I can see why people are just, they're just, they're just, yeah, they're just at the end of their tether. They're done. You know, yeah. you, you, you're not, you're yeah. not looking out for us and we put you there. Yeah. So I tell you what, why don't you jog on? Um, <laughs> you know, yeah. I, 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 I completely get it. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, so. it's, it's, it's sad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, <laughs> I know. But this is this is the thing because it's so. I try because it it yeah because it bothers me so much. I try not to talk about it too much, but I can't help it. It just affects me. I I really I care about people, and which is why yeah. I do this. I want people to hear other people's stories, so then they go, oh yeah, that I think that, or I feel that way, and then people don't feel so alone. Totally, you know. Yeah, I agree. Uh, one of my favourite quotes is by Arthur Miller, who said that he he wrote his plays so people feel felt less alone, which is exactly yeah. what you're sort of saying. And you know, for a great playwright like that, you know, uh, of the 20th century, because it's a very simple statement, isn't it? But it's so true about art, connections, you know, um, 
comedy, really. There's nothing better than feeling in the room because you do feel as if you all get that one that one joke or with an observation, and it's it's quite humanising, isn't it? You know, yeah. Um, uh, as well as poetry, as well as poetry, <laughs> a smaller group usually put my poetry in is about five people there, but, but that's okay. That's well, no, okay. saying that, saying that, I used to do, I did a show called yeah. Stand Up and Slam, and it was comedians yeah. versus poets in like a right. yeah, yeah, like an eight mile kind of stand uh, like yeah. thing, and then the the audience would we do rounds, and then the audience would vote who was the best oh. uh, comedy or poetry. And it was really good. And we used to get really, really good um, uh, turnouts, really good audience numbers. People really up for it. And then there were people that were there for comedy, but then they get introduced to some brand new poets and spoken word. It introduced me to that whole world. I had no idea that there was this massive spoken word circuit. Yeah. It's it's huge. That's a great collection of things. Yeah, poets and comedians together. That could be a very... Yeah, yeah, entertaining, thought-provoking night. I could come back. We well, need it. <laughs> I hope. I hope it will. I'm sure it will. Yeah, it's a brilliant show, and it. But yeah, mm. it made me it, actually. It made me realise that poetry and comedy are quite similar, because yeah. I used to I used to take the piss and go, well, you're, you know, because it was all about slamming, so you'd be at each other, and but then halfway through, I'd go, actually, I've got a lot of respect for the poets. I just want you to know that, you know, you'd always break it down, but. And yeah. I'm, you know, taking the piss out and going, yeah, you're just using comedy to make your poetry more palatable. But, <laughs> but really, they're both very similar. They're both yeah. very similar. It's that observation again, and you know, deep sharing sometimes, you know, as well. A sharing, maybe, like I said, a co- you know, um, a comedian might make a joke about death or um, loss of his marriage. You know, th- through comedy, but it's actually quite poignant as well, isn't it? As well, yeah. as, and then a poet just a poet perhaps will go a different direction. You know, usually, but but you know, yeah, it's hard to pull off a funny poem. I find it's very few. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know, in all honesty, I I try to think of funny poets. I mean, John Hegley, but again, he's got a sort of a strange darker side and underneath a lot of his poems too. And um, but and John Cooper Clark, of course, you yeah, know, Beasley John, Street or Ch- yes. Chicken Town. Yes, <laughs> John Hegley as well. John, my dad had yes. John Hegley's books. All right. And I remember there was one, and it was yeah, it was about um, it was I can't remember it word for word, but it was oh, Dan, uh, this year Dan's uh, Dan's father has let him help with the fireworks. Dan's father has let him help with this, then with the with the with the with the the lighting of the fireworks. Dan is thirty five, and it really made me laugh. That, you know, this, this, yes. you thought it was a little kid. It turns out it's a grown man. Um, but yeah, yeah, and I like that observation. Little, yeah, brilliant, brilliant. <clears throat> what was it? Um, let's let's. Start, oh, I'm going to ask you this. I'm not, yes. I don't want to spend too much time on it, but I, I have to ask. What what how, what's it been like watching your brother rise yeah. up to where he is? Like that must have been quite surreal. Yeah, it is. Obviously, he's my little brother as well. Yeah. So it's to me, he's always that little scaggly kid who wants to play football when he's not quite good enough but but um we would let him play and you know yeah so but also obviously seeing them you know start off um you know practicing in my dad's shed <laughs> i don't yeah, know how right. they did it because you know because they had electric in there so it'd be a couple of amps in there two drums that's how they started obviously like like all great yeah. bands you know the clash etc you start in those garage lands and um yeah and I'm trying to think, really. Yeah, obviously quite, they've been around a while now. So long time. So those yeah. Days, yeah. '93 was their first album. So, oh yeah, that's um, or '92. Sorry, '92. '92. So, yeah, it just you know immense pride, really, because I know where they came from and I know James really well and Sean and you know 
all they want to do is play music, write songs, and try to yeah, it, you know, yeah, speak about things that uh, yeah that they cared about, yeah, and you know, um, so yeah, and to see my mum and dad very proud of him, you know, going along the way, and then um, yeah, just yeah. just a, just a good sense. I, there's a slight downside being a, a writer of a, of a famous person like a lot of people sort of think that I'm just like some hanger on, which which so there's a slight albatross feel to having someone. <laughs> yeah, Joe wasn't in the band. Yeah, but I but there was there is. I get a lot of criticism. People say, oh, he's only he's only writing or he's only got a book out because he's Nicky Wise's brother. And it's like, well, you fucking try and get a book out, whatever. You know, yeah, if you're not, yeah. It, it, it doesn't matter whoever your no. brothers are and family. Um, I've worked with them, so of course. Yeah. Maybe I brought it on myself because I, I love working with, with, particularly with James because, you know, brothers, but I'm just harder isn't it, to work, you know, yeah. family. <laughs> but, but I've done a lot of work with James because I love his artistry. I love his musicianship. And it's, it's, it's not because... Uh, I'm friends with James because he would tell me to fuck off if he didn't want to, to work with me, and he would, and he, you know, he has no. That he's many times he said no, that's not a very good idea, or that's a rubbish poem, or you know, he's, yeah, he's great. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, so it's a, it's a mix and match, really, in all honesty. Yeah. But the deep, deep down, I always think back to when they started and that uh, just the beautiful songs that they would craft and the energy and the the love for what they what they had and what and what they have for what they're doing, and I yeah. think that's. You know, it's not as if suddenly they, they live in big mansions and, you know, you know, don't talk to their family type of thing. It, it, they're just good, solid, working-class boys, really. Yeah, well, this <laughs> is know? it. This is it. Yeah. And this is why I didn't... Because this is about this is about you. I wanted to talk to you. Um, and but and I just want to... And so this, you know, talk about your brother just briefly. But yeah, I, it's I, right. And that's, it's... It's... Yeah, when you when they I remember when they when they when they blew up when they when they started I was like who the fuck is this? <laughs> I'd never, you know you never seen anything like it. You know not since the you know punk in the early in the in the yeah. mid seventies. You know it was this was like it was like holy shit. And then when you find out where they grew up, like you've said, you're like they were wandering around like that in <laughs> yeah. the valleys. They must be hard as fucking nails. Right? <laughs> not really. Not really. <laughs> but they just didn't care. But didn't care. Yeah. Or, 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 and they had each other. There's it, it, a, a strange gang mentality, isn't there? And then when Richie joined, obviously there was the four of them, and mm. they had that sense of, I think it's invincibility, really, which a band gives you. You know, people yeah. like me and you, we're out by ourselves, aren't we, on that stage? <laughs> you know, like, yeah. If there's no safety net, but you, you know, it's like being in a marriage, a good marriage, I suppose. If you've got, um, or a very shit marriage, if you're Noel Gallagher and yeah. <laughs> Liam Gallagher. <laughs> but but yeah, I, I think they stick up for each other. They, yeah. They're there for each other. Um, which helped them. That yeah. goes back to we. You mentioned that you mentioned it earlier. That mm. word uh, when we were talking about the, the male voice choirs, the dignity, and that is what yeah. that is what the Manics have or seem to have for me. When yeah. obviously dealing with the disappearance of Richie and not really knowing mm. what's happened to him, and but the way they handled that, and they must have been all of you. It must have affected you all. But that the yeah. way they handled it was in was just dig it was just dignity. It's yeah. it was a it's it's been beautiful. Yeah, no, I agree totally. I think yeah. that, that the way just handling that because it could have you know they, they, they could have fueled rumours. They could have spoke about it, you know, or 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 been very emotional about it. Obviously yeah. they were, but but they just kept it. I think together, and I think you're right. Yeah. That's a, the the best dignified response to it, really. Um, all these years later, even is still this, yeah. You're right. Yeah. So um, it's yeah. a, it, even and it, they I, on. They, yeah, know, that dignity. It, 
and never got anyone else to replace him as well, which I think is always that's a really you know yeah strong statement, isn't it? You know, yeah. of course they've had session musicians to play, but never. Do you know what I mean? It's not like White Snake or someone like that. No, <laughs> so it's a no, terrible no. comparison. I know what you mean, no. Yeah, I know what you mean. Or different bands, you can't keep up with their members, you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, but, yeah, he's, he's funny. He still drives me mad with his little nickisms, obviously, you know. Um, and I drive him mad with my older brother, you know, sort of ways as well. But it's, you know, we always have a laugh about things and we always, yeah, yeah. find a... Yeah, we, we always, yeah, we, we do. And we, we, so we've got over losing our parents, I think, by, by smiling about those lovely moments of, and, and funny times and, you know, things that, uh, yeah, you know. That, that, yeah, so, yeah, the, I, 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 of course, I'm immensely proud of, you know, he's my little brother. He's, yeah, uh, yeah he's out there making songs. Beautiful. Uh, and you're out yeah. there doing your own stuff. Have you got, have you, are you working <laughs> on stuff now? Yeah. Always got different projects underway. I had a play in um, 2016, which is is a really uh, one of my proudest things that I worked on. I suppose I say proudest. Pride is the wrong word. I suppose you know a belief in it. It was about a choir where everyone was uh, living with dementia, which was based on a real choir in Merthyr. And now, you know, there's a lot of choirs where people are living with dementia and sing and share. It's, it's just it's breathtaking. And then. Um, it was called Before I Leave, and um, so I'm, I'm sort of working on that, uh, adapting as a film, really. I, I really oh, think wow. there's a story there, yeah, um, about, again, people coming together and the power of song, like we talk about mm. our conversation, music, because, yeah, again, moved to tears. I remember I was sat in this, it was pissing down with rain, a Tuesday afternoon in Merthyr Tidville. You've probably been to Merthyr. It's <laughs> been pretty great. Yeah. And it's in the, it was in the rugby club, and I was there to do a writing workshop with the choir, but it didn't... It, you know, people really weren't into writing and they wanted to talk, which is fine. So I sat in the back and I thought I'd just have a, have a listen. The first time I've ever really been in a choir where people were um, living with dementia. And I just sat in the back and it was, what song was it? It was Take Me Home Country Roads, you know, um, oh, yeah. <laughs> John Denver, beautiful. And and all of a sudden, everyone, everyone in the room just knew every single word oh. and was singing. Oh, it, it, it gives me goose pimples yeah. now. And um, Yeah, so... From that moment on, I, I thought there's a, there's a story here. There, this this is this is powerful. It's, you know, so so yeah, I'm working on that really, which is quite a sort of a. It's a lot. I don't know the world of film. I just I just know I can. I would love to tell that story again. So doing mm. that, and always writing poetry, and um, but yes, it's I, I I don't know probably even harder being a comedian because you you literally can't can't really do stand up, can you? No, uh, but we, yeah, bits and bobs. Do, is it? Nothing. Yeah. Do you do um, online stuff performances? Oh, yeah, but it's really difficult to try and make a laptop yeah. laugh. Um, could, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's all right if you can hear people responding. But I actually did one of the, one of the last outdoor gigs I did was in uh, just outside Cardiff. Actually, it was in a ah. in is a golf. There's a golf course, golf club just outside of Cardiff. Right. That I did for um. Vix Layton. Um, yeah, uh, I can't remember what it's called. It, I can't remember what it's called, but it's a nice place, big old place. But yeah, that was one of the last ones I did outside. But other than that, yeah, bits and pieces, but not much. Um, right. yeah, yeah, but do I miss it. Do I do, it? I do. Yeah, I, 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 well, actually, talking to comedians, I, I, I was talking to Rosie Jones the other day, and she was saying, like, <coughs> we miss the green room as well as the gig. Like, you know, when you see yeah. these people that you haven't seen for ages, like Rosie and I haven't seen each other for a long time, and it was just nice to see each other. And I suppose, yeah, it's the, it's the, it's the community, it's the, you know, hooking up, and yeah, yeah. I miss that. I miss that. Um, but I'm sure we'll get back to it. This is only temporary. 
and do you find you are, are you writing a lot of material or is, have you gone a bit apathetic or do you find yourself fueled by everything or i actually feel fueled actually i Great. did a gig the other night and i didn't know what i was going to say whereas before mm. i'd be panicking going right i need to i just went out and just started talking wow and just yeah. started talking about the fact that i don't know what's going on yeah and that's... everyone went yeah neither do i and we had this real moment where none of us know what's going on it was a really nice right. thing so yeah I, I almost feel like it's it doesn't matter i can just go out and talk yeah and i enjoy that yeah. yeah, and then but they're doing this as well. I get to meet yeah. amazing people like yourself, Patrick. And uh, That's very kind. this has been this has been an absolute joy to have you on. I hope, oh, I hope you. you've enjoyed it's it. Flown and, by, yeah. Yeah, you thank see, you. it's nice and easy. I, we're not we're not. It's, I'm not Paxman. I'm not here to probe. We're just here to <laughs> just here to have a chat. Do you want a poem? Yes or, or not? Yes, I do. Come on. Oh, okay. Oh shit! I was I was half. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, no, no I, I have got one. Oh yeah. Um, sort of angry political one or somewhat. So we say you know positive, holistic coming together. You, you choose. Oh wow. Which one? Um, which one? Shall we do holistic patriarch? coming together? Yeah. Okay. That's fine. It's called "Bring It Back Home." Um, starts off with a quote. By Rumi. I don't know if you've come across Rumi. You probably have. We, you know, he, he always crops up on Facebook yeah. and Twitter. The 12th century, I think. Fucking hell, he's, you know, it's amazing. Um, I, quick little aside. I once had a review of my first book in, sorry, um, <laughs> 1995, I think it was. And it was in, um, I think it was in the NME, which was quite exciting to have a little book oh, wow. review, obviously. But... Um, there's a caveat to that. I said, I said <laughs> all it said was great quotes, shit poetry. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> so, because um, I love my quotes, so I had a lot of quotes in this little booklet. Anyway, sorry. That's so bring right, it back. Bring, bring it back home, Rumi. If you are irritated by every rub, how will you ever be polished? Beautiful, Rumi. Where there is bile, return to lullaby. When they are fists, hold fast to flowers. When they throw you chains, knit a shawl. If it rains tongues of nails, become a hammer. When they staple our mouths shut, strum guitars. When they ask for selfishness, stand in solidarity. When they scream for death, scatter sunflower seeds. If they bring starvation, make a soup from your memories. As they sell you perfection, make a crack. When they build walls, design doors. When they preach paradise, close the door. It is here inside. And as they bellow me, 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 whisper goldenly, we, we, we. That's, that's the poem. There we are. Bring it back home. Oh. It's, a, it's a poem of hope. Thank you. <laughs> oh, mate. That was, that was right. incredible. Oh, thank Patrick, you. thank you so much, thank man. Thank you, Rich. Oh. It's been lovely chatting. Oh, it's been oh, lovely cool. chatting to you, man. That was seriously, that was a beautiful way to finish. I am, I am genuinely oh. moved. Oh, my God. Thank you. Thank you, mate. Where can we find your stuff? Uh, <laughs> good question, really. Yeah, um, I, I, I've got, I've got a website, obviously. Mm. Um, you know, that sort of thing. I could, I could email that to Paul. Website. Yes, please. Yes. Um, yeah, you know, I follow you on Twitter now. I think we follow each other, so yes. it's good to keep in touch. Lovely. And um, yeah, I, I, yeah, it's mostly a website, I suppose, and just ranting on Twitter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but Patrick, let me just chat. You, you, you're a good you, man, and uh, I, 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 I'm gonna, I, I, 
my my twenty seven year old son, he he loves his comedy, so I sent him some links to your stand up. Oh, well. bless so, um, you, thank you. The, I tell take you, care. when all yeah. this is when this is done, you and I we will we will meet and we will have a cup of tea. Lovely in Blengaru. In Blengaru, <laughs> I'll come to Blengaru. Be good to see the place again. Thanks, Richie. Take care, and thanks very much for having me. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff: shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at fifty to eighty percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Made by darkhorsedigital.co.uk. Shooting, live streaming and podcast production.